This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, hello, sweet listeners, and welcome back to the In the Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Victoria, otherwise known as Vic in the Meadow in all my corners of the internet. And today we are going to be talking about how contentment is the enemy of capitalism. This is a quote I saw in the comment section of a video somewhere online, and it's really stuck with me. So we're going to dive into that a bit more later in the episode. First, what is new with me? Well, let me tell you, I have been sick as a dog. I don't know what's going on. I've just been feeling really under the weather, really like weak, fatigued, dizzy, sick feeling congested. It's been a solid week now and it's tricky because my day job is a very physical job so I haven't been to work in a week and it's it's stressing me out a little bit and I'm trying to not let it because it's outside of my control and things happen to human beings. It is what it is and I can't change it and I'm just trying to take care of myself but the guilt is it's slowly nibbling at my ear a little bit but I have been doing a lot of Disney plus watching of movies that I loved when I was a teenager. You know, when you're sick and you just need like those comfort movies. So I did Aquamarine, did Cadet Kelly, Ice Princess, which Ice Princess is one of my personal favorites. It is so good. Oh my gosh, my partner watched the Lizzie McGuire movie with me. He hadn't seen it before. It's It's been fun in that sense. And that's my glass half full report on the week. I've also just been trying to busy myself because I've been stuck in bed a lot and I decided to try and knit sweaters for some of my jelly cats my little my little bunny jelly cats and it went exceedingly well uh, when i'm recording this on is today monday or tuesday it's one of those days i'm probably gonna post a story on my instagram so you've probably already seen said bunny sweater but it just turned out beyond my wildest dreams and it's so cute and it brought me just a little piece of feeling like accomplished and some joy and I used yarn that I already had which leads me to my update on my low by year because when I was like oh I want to try and knit like a sweater or something cute for the jelly cats because I don't know that's what I wanted to do I was like okay no there's no going out to buy more yarn because I have been a stickler really this whole past year for if I want to knit something 
using up the balls of yarn that I already have. Because I, I think I have five where, you know, I used a little bit for a project in it, but I have a pretty sizable ball left. And so that's exactly what I did. And it, it worked out great. But this low by year is still going really well. Let me tell you, when you're sick and can't leave the house, there's very little temptation. However, the one thing that I did spend on this past weekend was McDonald's. And here we are, because I know I'm not feeling well, but there is something about McDonald's fries when I'm feeling nauseous that just fixes everything. And I'm sure it's something to do with the salt. I'm sure there's something correlated there, but McDonald's fries are like my safe food when I'm sick and I hadn't been able to eat a lot because everything just made me feel worse. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to McDonald's. I am getting the Big Mac with no meat because they don't have a freaking veggie burger. What's up with that McDonald's with a fry and a Fruitopia? Let me tell you, was it worth the money? No. And I think I needed that to humble me on this low buy journey because I know I said unless, you know, I'm you know, socially going out maybe once in a blue moon with people that I'm not going to spend money on takeout and coffees and stuff. And it, it, I just didn't have the energy to make stuff and McDonald's was it, but it was like $15, which especially when you're getting just like buns and lettuce and Mac sauce, cause there's no, there's no patties. How, how is that $15 for a bun fries? and a drink. I don't know, but the, the regret was real after. And of course you get home and it's winter. So like the fries are lukewarm by the time I get home. It was just a good reminder of why I don't need to do that. And so we actually just picked up groceries earlier today. And when I ordered them last night, I made sure to order a couple of quicker options for those times where I'm not having the energy and especially been not feeling good this week. So I ordered some um, like pre-made soups you know, you know, so I got some of those that sound pretty good, like a sweet potato red curry one and some like minestrone, whatever, which those are $3 a can, which is still like, I don't know, cans of soup never used to be, I feel like $3, but that's the world we're living in. Otherwise, I've been gravy. I have not been going to stores or anything to browse. I have, oh, actually I should say, I have been quite tempted though. I've had some nights, especially when I'm not feeling well and I'm up late and I've realized I'm scrolling TikTok too much. I really got to reel back on the social media time because that's, I'm realizing is a trigger that makes me feel like I need to spend. But I do my thing where I'm like, oh, okay, this looks interesting. I add it to my Amazon cart by the next morning. I've, I'm deleting it from the Amazon cart. I don't need it. It was a a moment of feeling like I could fill a void while I'm sick and sad in bed. So, so I've been doing well in that way of the temptation is there. And then I reel myself back in. Just wild, especially as I've been, I guess, kind of analyzing more of what's coming up on my feeds. How much of TikTok is just hauls and must-haves and showing off items, even if it's like small business made. It's so hard because it's just tempting you to spend money. And I love to support a small business, but financially not right now, especially when I've just been off sick for a week unpaid. I'm trying to distress about it. And this is why I have an emergency fund. It's hard. It is tempting out there. Um, and it's really helped me connect though, because I have seen these things. I've looked them up online. I've not bought them and I'm fine. And I barely even thought about it again until I just said that and reminded myself to give an update on my low buy year. I've just, I've just been doing a lot of thinking and talking things through with my partner about where we get happiness and fulfillment from. And it's interesting because he doesn't experience that in the same way. And I knew this as soon as I met him and he's like, I own one pair of shoes. And I was like, okay. I mean, there's also a line between frugal and um, like necessity, but he, he now owns three pairs of shoes. He owns like beater shoes, 
running shoes and a pair of boots. So you know what? We've made progress and he has the shoes that he needs for living in a four seasons climate, at least minus sandals, but maybe we'll get there. Last summer, he just stole my Crocs. So it worked out fine. But anyways, my point being, he doesn't experience that same, like seeing something online and thinking like he wants, like that just doesn't exist. He doesn't get any like special feeling or fulfillment from, from things. And it's so interesting because I have been that way most of uh, my life, I guess. Like in high school, I wanted the fun makeup that everyone had and like the film cameras that everyone had on Tumblr. And this, that, it was always a thing. It was always chasing a thing. And it's just interesting to uh, view as someone who doesn't have that. And it's great moral support because he's a great reminder that we just don't need it. His downfall is he really is like, hmm, should we go get A&W? And I have to be the voice of reason there. So we're balancing each other out. It's good. Yeah, the low buy year's going good. Other than that McDonald's outing, we've been good. No, not even Tim Hortons for a coffee, nothing. It's been really great. And I don't feel like I need anything, which is really lovely too. I will say my mom did go to Costco and I think that gifting is, it doesn't count because I'm not buying things, but my mom did pick me up another pack of the um, underwear from Costco, which I was <laughs> very grateful for um, because I'm too tired to do laundry right now. So that was a fun surprise. Um, but I, I don't think that really counts because I didn't spend money on it. She just surprised me with underwear, which isn't that just adulthood. Otherwise, not too much new has been going on. Like I said, I've just been watching movies, knitting, playing Switch games that I already have, which I'm also struggling with because I really want to buy a new game because I beat the game that I was playing on Switch. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So I've gone back into some games, even though I have an unreasonable and ungodly amount of hours in Animal Crossing and have the most decked out, amazing National Parks themed island, I've been going into my Animal Crossing and doing like the DLC. If, if I don't know if anyone literally plays Animal Crossing still that listens, um, but where you can like decorate other villagers' homes. So I've been doing that and that's been fun. And I downloaded Palia, Palia, I'm not sure how to say it, tomato, tomato. It's a free game for Switch and PC. And I've seen my friend stream it on Twitch before and I thought it looked interesting. So when it came out for Switch, I was like, okay, yeah, right. Free game. Perfect. Um, and it's not my typical type of game, but I've been playing that a little bit and that's been entertaining. And I'm just, again, leaning into that, finishing up some old games that I never finished and replaying games that I already have and finding entertainment and joy in that. Ooh, something really, really exciting, which I have to say thank you to a few of you listeners who recommended that I join NetGalley. And I know some of you have been telling me for like a year, like you should really check out NetGalley. And I always see on Goodreads people's reviews, getting advanced copies from NetGalley. And I've always been like, ah, oh, that sounds like a lot of work though, to like set up an account, which is just lazy. It's just lazy and that's fine. But I, I finally did do it because my friend Molly was like texting me being like, look at all these books I've been getting approved for. And I said, you know what? The FOMO was starting to get to me. Um, and again, it's free to join. So I joined and I got my first two advanced reading copies and I'm only requesting books that I actually want to read. Um, and it, it's been great. I just got approved for another one today that I'm very excited to read. And it's just like the best of both worlds because you get a free book, which works out perfectly in my low buy year. And then you just write a review in return, which I already write reviews for all the books that I read. And you can be honest. It, like they want to know if you DNF it. They want to know if it's a one-star read. That's been super duper fun for me. And yeah, something that I didn't count in my 
you know, goals going into this year as part of my low buy reading, um, but has been really exciting. I also just can't believe it's almost the end of the month. When this goes up, I think it'll be the second last episode or will this be the last episode in January? I don't know. I don't know, but January is flying the heck by and I just keep thinking we are one day closer to spring every day and I know some people say you need to be present and not wish away the seasons. I'm just not a winter person. I am not. I am dreaming of the sunny days, reading on my porch with my feet in my little kiddie pool with hot water and listening to the birds and feeding the chipmunks. So it is just survive not thrive mode right now for me and that's totally okay. Oh boy, I can already feel my throat starting to get scratchy again. So we're gonna get into the main topic of what I wanna talk about here in the grab my notes. So let's talk about the sentiment that contentment is the enemy of capitalism. And I've been, like I said, thinking about this a lot with my low buy year, how capitalism and consumerism kind of might use those interchangeably a little bit because they go into the same theme. It really tries to create an insecurity or a need in us where we feel that not enoughness and that we need this thing to make our lives better, to make our eyebrows better, to make our car run better, whatever it is is it pokes at those insecurities. It's often poking at insecurities that we didn't even think that we had, right? Like I remember watching all those TikTok videos of the fridge organization where I'm like, oh my God, this girl has an acrylic egg holder. Very glad I didn't get one of those because it's, again, for me, like completely unnecessary. The free egg carton that comes with the eggs holds them just fine. But like I said, prior to that, I didn't think I had any egg issue. And then for a brief moment in time, I was like, do I have an egg issue? Do I need to buy this $20 plastic egg holder? You know, XYZ, translate that into whatever your interest might be or whatever your algorithm is showing you. I think it's interesting to have the conversation about how we can push back against that because we have all been kind of raised in this world of consumerism that the 1900s kind of introduced. Now with social media, it's like, you know, it used to just be on TV and the radio that we'd have ads. Ads are so constant and they are everywhere and they are subconsciously shown to us even when it's not an outright advertisement or even a paid advertisement. So overwhelming. And I was thinking about this even just now, I was watching on my Stack TV subscription, which I pay, what is it, monthly? Like, $12 for Amazon Prime and then another $15 for the Stack TV subscription through Amazon Prime Video to still get ads every 15 minutes in my Women's Network movie. Like it's just, it's so interesting how we normalize and we accept these things and then you go in the car, you listen to the radio and you have advertisements. Heaven forbid you don't want to pay for Spotify Premium. You have advertisements. You open your phone to check a DM on Instagram, but the first thing you see is an advertisement. If it's not an advertisement, the first thing you see is maybe it's even just your friend posting I don't know about the new Jerf Avenue uh, fruit pajamas that they just got. You're like, oh, those are really neat. Maybe I should ask for those for Christmas. It snuck into us all the time. And then goodness, you go for a drive, you go anywhere. The billboards are constant, whether it's just advertising real estate agents in your city, advertising McDonald's, like there's, it, it really just never ends. And it's exhausting. And when you start noticing and I challenge you to take even just a day and notice all the places you see advertisements in a day whether intentional or subconscious and just take note of that mentally it's not good for our brains and it's not good for our wallets I think awareness is really the first big thing it really does come down to finding happiness and contentment with what you already have 
have and not constantly lusting after the new thing. So recognizing is one thing I think and unfollowing, muting, unsubscribing from emails, but then changing your reaction when you see something where you're making excuses, right? You see a new, I don't know, body lotion that you think looks really good and you're like, oh, okay, but like I have really dry skin. I have eczema, so I should try this. But you still have a tub of like the Aveeno baby eczema lotion half full in your cabinet and changing that way of thinking to thinking, you know what? When I completely run out of that product that I already paid money for and was really excited about at one point, when I completely run out of that, maybe next time I'll consider getting this thing, but I'll need to look more into it and think more on it before I do that. That is how I have kind of retrained my brain to run that has benefited me a lot. That and thinking on a purchase, which we'll talk more about in a minute. I think one of the other big mindset shifts that we can collectively make and support in our community is changing our attitude from replacing things to maintaining and mending what we already have. And we live in such a throwaway culture. When you shift your mindset and how you spend your time to learn to mend your clothing or go to a repair class and learn to repair a computer, radio, whatever it might be, you're actively fighting back against that constant push of capitalism and consumerism. And I think because we have Amazon at the tip of our fingers where we don't even have to hold cash, we just put in a credit card or it's auto-saved in our account and it shows up at our door the next day, we're A, not seeing the environmental impact that that has that we've normalized, which is definitely the billionaire's fault, but I digress, still playing a part in the system. We've undermined the concept of taking care of what we already have. So I wrote a tiny little list of some ways that I actively am trying to do this this year and just taking better care of what we already have. For, for example, before I even get into this, my partner and I just had a slight, mm, I don't want to say disagreement because we were in agreement, but it was more just me being, uh, feeling frustrated and not so much at him, just at the situation. He's just the problem solver that is now trying to solve the problem. But I was putting away our dishes. We do not have a dishwasher. He usually hand washes dishes at night. I put them away in the morning and make breakfast, whatever. So anyways, go to put the dishes away and notice that the cutting board had kind of been like shoved up with like the, what's it called? Oven tray thing that was harboring water stuck in it, just the way they were stacked. And I noticed that it was still wet from the whole night and it started growing mold. And we're, again, we're on a budget right now because my partner's back in college. We are single income household. And I was like, oh my God, like this is the second cutting board. And we use just like a wood cutting board in the last year that we've had go moldy and need to replace. And I was just, I was like, how can this be happening? Like what the flip? And he pulled up his phone. And he's like, we need to figure out how to properly take care of a cutting board. And I was like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it's funny because I remember like a week ago seeing my friend on TikTok, um, sustainably Sabrina, Sabri something along those lines. I can never remember people's usernames, but she posts sustainability content. And she was talking about the same concept of like maintaining and mending what we already have. And she was talking about oiling her wood cutting boards. And I was like, I'll be goddamned if I didn't see this a week ago. And was that what saved in my brain? No. But it should have. So anyhow, he's got stuff, some lemon and stuff to try and see if it is salvageable. If not, regardless, we now know in the future how to properly like deep clean a cutting board, properly dry it out, oil it, which I just, I don't know. I just didn't even know that was a thing that you did. And it should last us years. But it's, it's little things like that. We're taking five minutes to learn how to take care of what we already have. It makes a big difference that we're not just going out and thinking, oh, well, we can just replace this. Another one I have on my list is sharpening your knives. We just bought one of those little knife sharpeners. Well, I got one when I bought my knife block probably eight years ago. And I haven't 
had to buy any new knives since. And I have had to look up tutorials on how to properly use the sharpener, but something like that where I'm like, these knives should last me. I don't know, a fairly long time. I don't know the average lifespan on a knife or like if it gets to a point where it won't sharpen anymore, or you can take your knives into the shop and get them sharpened. I know there are places that do that. I don't know what those places are to be really frank with you, but taking care of what you already have. Like I just mentioned, conditioning your wooden cutting boards, charcuterie boards, wooden utensils for cooking. Another one I have is hang drying your laundry. Laundry is a whole other topic and I am deep into laundry care and the environmental impact of doing laundry and the detergents you use and X, Y, and Z. Hang drying your laundry saves a lot of energy, but more importantly, it's better for your clothes. Your clothes are gonna last a lot longer when you're hang drying them. Now, growing up, we had a washer and dryer, but my parents decked out their unfinished basement with clotheslines. We hung dry literally everything. We had a contraption to hang all the underwear, all the socks, like that dryer almost never got used. And that really stuck with me when I moved out a decade ago and I own multiple, just, you know, fold up drying racks and I try and hang dry everything except towels I usually use the dryer for. Um, but I, I don't really care how my towels get. They stay in pretty good condition. Um, but it really, I notice prolongs the life and the quality of my clothing when I hang dry it. I think it also teaches us patience, right? I know, okay, if I want to wear this shirt in two days, I need to wash it now. I need to get it hanging. I need to put the dehumidifier in the room that I'm drying it in with the door closed so that it can suck out all the moisture and dry it properly. That's one thing where it blows my mind when people do just regularly throw all their clothes in the dryer. So I'm like, that is so not good for your clothes because that's just a tiny mindset that I was raised with. Another one that I've talked about before is just using up things you already have. Like I said, with a lotion. Another one and one that I am mindfully doing this year is to go through all of the home fragrance, if you will, that I already have. So I have some candles that I've been gifted using all the candles up before I even think of any more home fragrance. But wait, I have two packs of incense as well, using up those incense. I have two bottles of essential oil and a diffuser. So when I'm done with those, I don't take the diffuser at a lot, but I'm gonna use up those essential oils and use the diffuser. And to be honest, I think between my incense candles and essential oil, I will probably be set for at least two years with all of this that it should last me. And I know some people are really sense sensitive and like that might not apply to you. Again, translate it to whatever that might look like in your life, whether it's makeup or shampoo or food, I don't know, whatever it is. Being mindful of the abundance of what you already have. And again, finding that contentment in all of the things you already have and remembering when you lusted over what you have now and still reigniting that excitement in it. Another one I wrote is stop saving the perfume for a special day. Use it up, these things, they have shelf lives and they are meant to be used. And we could get into a whole deeper talk of living in the now and tomorrow not being promised, but wear the fancy perfume, use it, enjoy it, smell like it every day for a year. And then you use it up and you use the other ones that you probably also already own. Season your cast iron pans, flip the mattress around, just take care of your things. And I think it's interesting because you could write it into your schedule. Maybe every Sunday for the next 52 weeks, you write down a task that you want to do to maintain something in your home. Again, whatever that might be. Me, one thing that I do want to learn is more in mending my own clothes. I already know how to knit my own clothes, but when I get like a hole in a sock, right? Rather than having the mindset of, oh, I'll just throw that out. I own sewing needles and some thread already and learning how to darn a sock 
I think would be really interesting. Again, even if it's like, okay, but I can, I can afford to just go get a sock. It's the principle of what if we care a little bit more though about what we already have, right? That's more the mindset um, shift that I'm coming from. For a lot of us, we can't afford to be going out and replacing things at the rate that we are. It's not sustainable and it's been normalized, but I don't think that maybe it should be normalized to the rate that it has been. My literal next note is I like to question what's been normalized, which is funny, perfect segue. Um, I am not a Kardashian. Realistically, I cannot afford a 10-step skincare routine, an oil treatment, a wave spray, heat protectant, all these different items for my hair. Simple can be just as effective. I also find simplifying your routines helps with decision fatigue. And I made a reel about this a while ago, how I only own one mascara and one concealer and one blush. I don't own foundation because I don't think that I need it. And it always makes me break out like these things, just simplifying and going back to the basics and thinking about what is just a marketing ploy right? So one body lotion, one all-purpose cleaner, one set of throw pillows, no seasonal blankets, just your year-round cozy. And to get to this too, I think that we really need to stop comparing ourselves to other people online. And again, unnormalizing what we see online because we see a lot of influencers who are going and shopping for all the cute heart-themed Valentine stuff. And then they're going to post and they're going to be getting all the summer-themed, I don't know, candles or whatever. And then, oh my God, it's fall and Christmas. That is the worst time for seasonal scaries, getting us into thinking that we need to buy new throw blankets every two, two to three months. I will tell you, me personally, I'm working on lessening the seasonal things and celebrating seasons through things like local produce, flowers, and wildlife instead, and not associating seasons with consumerism, but celebrating seasons with the natural world around us. What different birds are coming out? When you go to the farmer's market, what produce the local farmers are able to grow or harvest in that season? It's hard. I'm not, I'm not saying it's easy. And this is something that I've been just as a whole actively working to change my mindset on for probably the last at least four years or so and I still catch myself. I'll fall into new holes of things that I think I need. I know need is subjective and that might be different from person to person. It's about defining what a need is for you and getting really so real with yourself because there's also so much normalization about treating yourself and like boy, we cannot all afford to do that. Like it's just not realistic and it sucks. It's the system sucks and it's not our fault, but it, it is what it is. And that's something I'm really trying to accept. There's this guy on TikTok and I don't know his username, but I've seen him come up a few times and he's always just yelling at the camera being like, stop spending money. Stop giving your money to these corporations. You lost today if you gave someone else your money. And it's always like, you know what, dude, you are so right. I Frig, I wish I could remember his account name because maybe someone else will know who I'm talking about. It hits every time. And I'm always like, like, save that for later when I need the pep talk, when I've got my Amazon card at 1 a.m. where I'm like, do I need these toe spreading socks? It's just niche to me because I am fascinated by the human body, but whatever it might be. It's interesting how we'll justify these things where, you know, me being self-employed, I know a lot of other self-employed people might think this where they're like, oh, but it's, it's for work. It's a business write-off. Spending no money is still better than spending money and justifying it as a business expense. Oh no, there was something a couple minutes ago I said I was gonna get back to later and what was that thought? It's gone, 
can't think of it. I feel like I covered most of my thoughts though in this chit chat so far. It's been really interesting too because a few of you have messaged me that you're also gonna try and do like a low buy year and you don't even have to declare. You can just again be like mindfully trying to change your relationship with buying things. And it's, it's really interesting to hear how your partner, if you live with somebody or whether it's your family or a roommate, whatever, whoever you're living with, how that makes a really big impact too. Cause we can so easily be swayed by someone else. Like last night, my partner was like, I was like, you know, I cooked lunch and I figured out lunch. It's mentally a lot for me right now. Can you just figure out what we're gonna have for dinner? And he's like, you want a and And I said, I am not spending money on food. And he's like, I'm buying. And I was like, hmm. Okay. And you got to pick your battles because sometimes if someone else is offering to pay, I'm like, well, that's a gift to me. I am not responsible for how they spend their money. But I've got to a good point where he knows, he knows if he asks me, I'm always going to say, are you offering to pay? Because I am not willing to spend money right now. Even, or he'll be like, we could split. And I'm like, I am not spending money right now. We have craft dinner in the cupboard. There is other options. And that is up to somebody else on how much they want to spend their money. And we are not in control of other human beings, but it is interesting how previously he would say that I'd be like, yeah, let, let's split without even looking at my bank account or looking at my uh, projected income for that next month. So that That's a win personally for me, even just being more mindful of these things. I think it's also a really interesting time because the last couple of years, there's been a lot of, I don't know the word, like, I don't want to say political, because I feel like that doesn't encompass it enough. Socio-political um, boycotting and protesting going on. And for me, this really started with the most recent invasion of Ukraine from he who shall not be named. And we've, in the like Ukrainian community, been boycotting a lot of companies that have continued operations in that place that we're not going to talk about. And that even just now, even a couple of weeks ago, I saw that subway is like still full steam ahead um pro operations in that country and i was like fuck it subway's canceled easy i don't gotta spend money on subs ever again <laughs> and for us like steam the video game platform thing um they are also on the boycott for that specific thing now i know with the um i don't want to say new because it's been happening for like a hundred years but the most recent again conflicts going on with israel and palestine there is a lot of people participating in boycotts there as well i think i talked about it in my last episode or a couple ago that um i'm i'm working on this starbucks boycott for that purpose as well and it's taught me to make a lot of things at home and i think that's really interesting for whatever reasons it is that you might be protesting or boycotting against these companies that it helps you open your eyes to the alternatives that exist out there and the things that we can live without and that are a normalized luxury and it is interesting because if you go to different countries you realize how much we have normalized many quote unquote luxuries. I know it is starting to come to light because recently, like this past week on TikTok, there's been a big, uh, I don't know the word phenomenon maybe, a trend in talking about these things that used to be luxuries that with the wackiness in the economy in the last three years, feel like you're still paying for a luxury, but you're not receiving a luxury and hairdressing services has been the hot topic. Now I know while a lot of these people probably aren't self-employed and don't understand that their overhead of buying their product has gone up does affect things but regardless it is a luxury service that you're paying for it is wild what i hear some people pay to get their hair done for where they're saying you know well we're rushed into the shop our hairdresser's in a shitty crusty mood our neck's getting banged off of the wash basin and then they're like okay and that'll be 400 dollars. that is a fuck ton of money 
to be paying as an average or below average income human being for your fucking hair. It's something that's been normalized. And I think it's been normalized because at least when I was a kid, like you could go get highlights in eighth grade for like under a hundred bucks. And maybe this was small town. Like I had never been to a salon. It was always just like the hairdresser in the small town that worked out of her basement. Those people probably still do have a little bit easier rates because they're not paying for a chair. They're not paying the rental. They're working from home. I get that not everyone has that, that you know, luxury, but um, that's besides the point. That's besides the point. The system is broken. Everyone deserves to make good income. But my point is how we view what's normal and what is luxury, especially with how much income we make versus what we spend. For me, like I've never been a nail person, but for me, I used to really like going to get my eyebrows done. I love my eyebrow girl. We went to elementary school and high school together. I love to support her. And I am very much in the same boat of how our self-employed businesses work in the spaces that we rent and the prices that we pay and et cetera. And for me, I'm like, that's not in my budget right now. I've been just plucking my eyebrows at home, filling them in because I can't afford to get them tinted. It's like a hundred bucks to go and get them waxed, tinted in the lamination, which isn't like a perfect world is what I would love to do every six weeks. But it's not in the budget. Likewise, like she's, it's not in her budget to come to my day job and pay for my services. I think too many people are too, I don't even want to say too proud. In some instances, it is too proud to recognize that it is out of your budget, but it's sad. It's sad and it's depressing. And in this world where all our mental health is in the shitter, these are the little things that can lift you up. And like I said, it's very personal choices. For me, I had to just that real talk with myself where I'm like, yes, that might make you feel good, but you can feel good in other ways that don't cost you $100 for a temporary result. And that's how I, I mean, I can't get my nails done anyways for work, but that's how I see nails where I'm like, I get that it makes people happy and feel good about themselves. But I think there's a lot of people paying wild prices every few weeks that are like paying for services way outside of their tax bracket. And they just see it online that these girls are going to get their nails done all the time. And it's been normalized in an unhealthy manner. And I, again, this is just my show. These are my thoughts and my opinions and my stream of consciousness. And you are totally allowed to disagree. And like I said, we all have our own lives and incomes and how we like to spend our money and relationship with consumerism and capitalism. But I have a feeling if you clicked on this episode, we're probably on a little bit at least of a similar wavelength. Yeah, that's that's the journey. This is the journey that I'm on this year is this low buy year. It's not, it's not so much even about the not spending money. It's just about reframing my relationship with spending money and with things above all else and unpacking that capitalism and consumerism that for those of us that are, you know, in our 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever it might be, we have grown up with that our entire life. Just stuff being pushed down our throats constantly. The average income has not kept up with the rate of inflation. Thus, we can't afford all those luxuries that for me, you know, I was born in the 90s that my parents had, right? My parents, it was normal to see them growing up and they've got, you know, a car. Each of them has a car when I'm young and we go on vacations once a year. It was normal for all your friends' parents to own a home for the most part. Recognizing that that's not going to exist for our generation is hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. It's hard to think about if we'll even be able to retire. I don't want this to get depressing and sad. It's just the point that what we've seen growing up and known to be how a typical adult lives their life isn't how it can be for us. And that is a little sad. 
And I think that there's a lot of change that needs to happen in the system. And I would love to move away to a little piece of land with like seven cool other people and, you know, have like a good distance between us because I really like my quiet, but to be able to drive down the road and say, I'm going to, you know, provide a service on your oven in exchange for eggs. I don't know. I I put myself on the spot there to come up with something really quick. Or even, you know, I'm going to do a dental cleaning on you, assuming you're a dental hygienist, for whatever in return and just barter. I don't even want to talk about money anymore. It is so wild. Growing up, I never thought the concept of money and just like getting by would be so prevalent in my day-to-day life. But here we are. And I know a lot of us are in this boat and feeling the same way and it can be really overwhelming. And I just hope everyone is taking care of themselves and also trying to find just that contentment in what you already have. And it, it does get better, gets easier. There's a lot of relearning and unlearning to do along the way. That's my thoughts on that. I am getting very congested in the schnoz uh, right now from sitting here hunched over my microphone. And that's all she wrote. Um, A little bit of a shorter episode today than last week, but I am just feeling under the weather, y'all. I've got bread rising right now on top of my radiator, which I'm excited about. And I need to go wash a ton of produce because let me tell you, if I don't wash my produce on one day all at once, I put off eating it because I'm like, oh, I gotta soak the carrots and rinse them off and dry them out. So I'm gonna go clean all of the fruits and veggies that I just picked up, hard boil some eggs so I have some easy snackage in case I'm still sick the rest of the week, and maybe make myself a nice peppermint tea with a big old spoonful of honey for my throat. That's gonna be pretty much the rest of my day. It is, oh, it is Monday when I'm recording this because the H3 podcast is gonna be live in 45 minutes. And that is my, that is one of the few pieces of media that I consume on the regular outside of books. Otherwise, we're chilling for the day. I don't think there's literally another thing on my list other than maybe having a bath later if it, if I don't feel like it's going to make me feel too dizzy. Well, I'll have to have a talk with myself about that one. If you've made it this far in the episode, I have one very random not on topic thing I wanted to talk about that I've been pondering this past week and it has to do with Bear in the Big Blue House. So this is, we are taking a 90 degree right turn right now. Like I said, I've been browsing Disney Plus a lot and being very nostalgic and I came across a bunch of shows that are on there that were my personal childhood shows, including PB&J Otter and Bear in the Big Blue House. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try, see how these hold up as an adult. Put on Bear in the Big Blue House it holds up so well. It is so funny. Tutter is so funny. But my point here being two things. First of all, I did not realize Bear in the Big Blue House is a Jim Henson production company production. Like the same guy that did the Dark Crystal, Fraggle Rock, the Muppets. It makes sense. When I see the puppets now, I'm like, it makes sense. So I thought that was really cool. But my partner and I were watching it and we were like, this is great. And then I was like, man, that bear costume must be really warm. And then I was thinking, I'm like, wait, both the bear's hands are moving. His face is moving. I was like, how the flip, how the flip is the the person in the costume operating this costume? And we looked it up and there is a YouTube video that I can't remember the man's name who played, if that's the right word, puppeteered the bear costume, but his right hand was the mouth. Okay. The head and the mouth and the eyebrows. So he's using his hand. 
I'm like miming it right now as if you can see me, to operate the mouth with a, that same finger on that hand pulling the eyebrow string. And his left arm was in the arm doing the arm movements, which was tied to a string to operate the right arm. And then there was like a monitor inside so he could see how he was moving. So I'm like, this man, first of all, imagine having your arm above your head because you had to reach up into the bare head costume for like hours on end the biceps and lats of steel this man must have had. And they said it was 33 degrees Celsius inside the bear costume. So the AC was always blasting in the studio. I know 98% of y'all won't care about this, but, but did anyone else grow up with the bear in the big blue house? Because that just blew my mind. And I'm like, I never thought about that as a kid. Cause as a kid, I'm like, oh, who's this magical bear? And now as an adult, I'm like, damn, like that is a niche skill to have to operate that puppet so seamlessly. Like, I don't know, for me, that was really interesting. And that was something I learned this week that I wanted to share with y'all. And I've been watching Bear in the Big Blue House for bed every night. It's very peaceful. It's very soothing, very healing to my inner child. And it's really, in my opinion, I think it's funny to rewatch kid shows as an adult and pick up on some of the jokes that like go right over your head as a kid, right? That are kind of stuck in there for the parents. I will still need to venture into PB and J Otter and check out if that one still holds up as well. I added it to my list. I've just been sidetracked by the bear. But anyways, now that I've rambled, I feel so extra congested and I'm going to hop off of here and we will talk next Sunday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't know what we're talking about yet. I, I have like some loomingly heavy topics that I want to talk about soon and I don't know if I'm ready. Um, the main one being my OCD journey this far. And I know it's going to be a forever work in progress and there's never going to be a right time to um, start talking about my journey the last four months. But that's on my list soon. Otherwise, I really want to do more of these like Q&A episodes that we did last week. I had a lot of fun with that. I think it can spark some interesting topics of conversation. Like I said too, if there's like a general topic you want to hear me talk about, message me on Instagram. I love when y'all pick the topics for me. It takes a little bit of pressure off me, sparks some creativity for me to fly off the handle with the topic. I'm always open to feedback and suggestions and it makes my day when you guys tell me that it makes your day when you get to listen to the podcast and I didn't really think anyone would notice when I missed that week when I was just sick and busy as well but it was very heartwarming to hear how um, happy y'all were with last week's episode that you had your Sunday listen back again. So thank you all so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. And I appreciate you. And I just appreciate this community so much. I get a lot of messages uh, from listeners here who are in like similar boats. And it is on the list for this year to decide if Discord is something that would be worth setting up. Maybe I should put a poll on my story sometime to see if some of y'all would actually like it. Because I think that a lot of you could find some really great friendships through the community of other listeners with like-minded ideas. Um, but that that's a bigger, a bigger one to try and do at some point. And my brain is definitely not ready for that right now while I am just trying to feel well. But that's all she wrote. I think I'm actually done jabbering my jaws now. And I'm going to go make a tea and wash my carrots. And I will see y'all next Sunday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.